And welcome to another episode of the Comic Geek Roundtable. I'm your host for the week, Robert Byler, editor-in-chief of ComicGeek.tv, joined with today by managing editor Adam Houck. Hello, Robert. How are you today, Adam? Pretty good. How are you? <sighs> tired. Always tired. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it has been quite a week. Uh, so Next what, week's not going to be much better, though. <laughs> what's up for your week? What, for the upcoming week? I don't know. Why are you tired? Oh, just, you know, work things yeah. and work stuff. I've been biking everywhere. Yeah? yeah. How's, that, how's that been going? It's really hot out. Yeah. I like it, though. I'll say, I, you know, getting swole. <laughs> getting hashtag swole. <laughs> yeah, getting hashtag swole. Get the hashtag fleek. <laughs> I don't think you used that word right. No, nope, I did. I'm almost positive I was taught. Didn't. I you was taught, taught today how fleek is used. <laughs> oh? Go yes. on. I'd love to hear you try to explain it. Uh, our former acquaintance, uh, Leo, taught me how to use fleek today. Uh, all right. Go and on. He basically said, "Fleek is when your whole your whole thing's on point." All and right, then yeah. On point. I guess technically you yeah. did. Anyway, and you know, Leo is you know in the know. He knows things and stuff. Yes. All right. Uh, so yeah, no, I've just been I've been working out. Yeah. Yeah, trying to. Cool. Found this cool thing uh, from the New York Times. It's a seven minute workout. I've been, like, telling everybody about this. It's like like my version of CrossFit. (laughs) (laughs) Seven-minute workout. Sandwich up, sandwich down. No, it's it's 12 uh, exercises. Mm -hmm. You do them for 30 seconds each with 10 seconds of rest in between. And by the time it's done, I'm tired. Yeah. 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 And that's the idea. They say it's supposed to be enough to be high intensity without being, like, you know, enough, but also short enough that most people could do it. Actually... And all it involves is either, like, things like jumping jacks or, or... push-ups that are just your weight aerobics and yeah and then things like tricep dips using a chair or step-ups running in place kind of deal those kind of things or you could dance along to the the crystal light championship video from the 1980s what you've never seen this no oh man it's a it's a crystal light dance competition from i think it was like 1980 or 1985 or something Mm -hmm. but um it's like that Family Guy joke where with that really long intro to to that episode of Maud, where Peter's just like, and then there's Maud, but like, so like everyone's dancing and they introduce every single person. There's probably upwards of uh, forty people in this competition. Wow! And so it just keeps going. It's mm-hmm. it's probably upwards of like five minutes of people just dancing and getting introduced, and it just like doesn't stop, and you expect it. To, like, stop at some point, but it just keeps going. It's a precursor to Too Many Cooks? Yeah, it, pretty much, yeah. It was basically a precursor to Too Many Cooks. Ah, Too Many Cooks. It's pretty great. All right, I'll have to check it out then yeah. at some point. But yeah, that's just been, that's been, like, my thing, my evan- evangelism thing lately. Yeah. It's just like, I've, well, because I've been doing it, and, like, I feel sore enough that I feel like it's working, but not sore enough that I want to die. Because one, uh, one of my acquaintances has been, do- has been doing CrossFit, mm, and he nope. was like... <laughs> waddling around like he wanted to die <laughs> a friend of mine did uh p90x back in the day and i just was like i just watched him do it i'm like yep nope nope there's no way uh <laughs> there's no way i'm gonna do that i'm a very sitting kind of person yeah. so like that's yeah, why i like to that's why like this sit <laughs> this little bit of exercise plus the biking yeah. i feel like is enough to offset how much i sit because I've, I've been like since i've been like walking to a lot of places i definitely felt like an increase in my stamina yeah, because like the walks are just getting easier and easier. That's my basic also the plan. more motivation is beer because there are always walks to the bar. <laughs> so you th- so I got that going for me. Yeah, you all right, pal? Yeah, pretty good. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, beer's great. It's not your fault. No, it's not. It's, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Goodwill hunting. 
Anyway. Good old hunting too. Let's, hunting uh, season. <laughs> hunting season, yeah. All right, let's uh let's get to the news. Uh you can find our articles on comicgeek.tv. Uh we're talking about this week a bunch of things that were written. Uh so Superman, Rachel Bloom wrote an article about uh Superman is like basically confirmed to be on the next season of Supergirl, which has been moved to the CW. It was originally on WB before, right? No, no. no. WB used to, CW used to be WB. Supergirl no. used to be on CBS. Oh, CBS. Yes. Really? I thought yeah. it was... Which, oh, which CBS owns CW, so, like, the move makes sense. That, I mean, yeah, but it, but it basically doesn't feel like a move, then. It's like, oh, we're just... It's a lateral move. A subs- subsidiary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, they're all owned by Disney. Um, oh, God. <laughs> now, here's no, wait, stu- I don't think WB is. No, it's not. <laughs> It's because it's Warner Brothers. Eventually, it will be owned by it's Disney. Warner Brothers. Yeah, I mean, we all we all knew that. Whenever we watched an episode of Animaniacs, and they all popped out of the Warner Brothers water tower. It's true on Netflix, so, by the way. Stop that. Anyway, uh, I just I think it would be cool. The thing I would worry about with that kind of move is like Supergirl is the main character, and no offense to Supergirl, but Superman kind of overshadows her a little like, bit, being the more known, being the cousin, being like the original superhero, and I wouldn't want the character to appear often enough to overshadow her and i also don't want him to be used as like a deus ex machina against her like oh man how are they gonna get out of this superman and and it will be henry cavill right no 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 i mean they haven't confirmed you know you know that the cw shows don't take place in the same universe as the movies right uh no we haven't watched any of them we've talked about this before have we i'm almost positive i've told you this to your face yeah probably yeah the cw series all those and i guess yeah now including supergirl all take place in their own universe now the flat the newest the newest season of the Flash actually dealt with the theory of the multiverse they've been doing with Earth and Earth Two. With so, uh, aren't they going to go into a Flashpoint? That is that's the rumor. Well, I mean not rumor. It's like almost guaranteed that they're going to do it based on the way the last season ended. Uh, right. They're, they're going to do Flashpoint. They're going to have a big timeline change, which a lot of Arrow fans really want to happen because people have been really hating the last season of Arrow, which I thought it was okay. But I, I speaking of you mentioned Henry Cavill, I'm interested in who will be playing uh superman one person like one thing that a bunch of fans have been suggesting is tom welling who played him in i would yeah i would love to see tom welling come back and oh i i had so many issues with smallville like that well the biggest issue that people like that a lot of people i guess aren't thinking about is that supergirl existed on smallville so they couldn't really have him play superman at least it couldn't be in the same universe right but i mean that's fine and well it's kind of like how christopher reeve was on smallville he right. wasn't as Superman, kind of, yeah. because he was in the, the wheelchair. He wasn't but, Superman at all. And no, but like, well, that's the point. It could be the same thing, yeah. but it would just be... I'm saying Tom Welling could totally Tom, appear. Tom Welling could play Superman, but it wouldn't be like, oh, it's Tom Welling. It, it's Smallville Tom Welling. No, it's just Tom Welling is Superman. See, I would rather see Tom Welling in that scenario appear as like a different character in the way that Christopher Reeve did. In the same way that Brandon Roth, uh, who played him in Superman Returns, is on the CW series as uh, Ray Palmer, the Atom. What, what Superman movie is that? Uh, no, no, that he... No, I'm saying, who's who that? What Superman movie is that? Is he from? Ray Palmer, Superman Returns. I, I don't the know The one from that one 2006. Is. I don't know what that one is. With Kevin Spacey? Nope. Are you literally... Nope. Don't rem- mm-hmm. Are you denying this exists, or you don't yep. remember it exists? I, I, don't know what, I don't know what this movie is. Did really, he was a really good Superman. I'm not saying he was a bad Superman. I also really liked Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. It was a bad movie, though. But when you have a giant fucking island 
Made of kryptonite. Half made of kryptonite and just lifting it like it's nobody's fucking business. The force of will, the force of power. The force of bullshit! He is a man who literally flies. <laughs> the kryptonite! He would die from the sheer amount of kryptonite. Anyway. Cal Penn was in that movie, too. Yeah. Back to the point. Uh, Brendan Roth plays Ray Palmer the Atom on mm-hmm. Arrow, Flash, uh, Oh, that's cool. And so it wouldn't be him. That wouldn't make any sense. Right, yeah. But I to mean, have Tom yeah. Welling appear as that, but again, I just... I Does the CW show all take yeah. place in, the, in their own same universe? No, uh, Supergirl takes place on Earth... What's Earth 3? Oh, so, oh, oh, okay. So, so they're gonna be now. There's gonna be a four part, four way crossover in the fall between all four shows. So it might be Flashpoint. I mean, and they did other other multiverse things other than Flashpoint. Well, that's what people are saying. They think that the connecting thing between the four on the crossover will be something Flashpoint related. Ooh, which we, which means we might see uh, Owlman. Well, there's no Batman in this universe, so I don't know. Well, well, do you remember... Um, Actually, I shouldn't say that. There's no Batman in the Arrow-Flash universe. During, I don't know anything about the, uh, it, was, uh, it was one of the multiverses in the Infinite Earths crisis. Yeah, I know uh, who Owlman is. Yeah. So Owlman was a part of it, and so yeah. were the other Watchmen. So I'm oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, so you're saying, Owlman, sorry, you're saying Watchmen. I'm thinking... Um, who am I thinking? I'm thinking Owlman, who is Batman's opposite in the crime syndicate. Well, maybe that is who I'm thinking of. Maybe it's that Owlman. Oh, man, I am totally blanking. Yeah, it's on... been a long time since I read uh, Infinite Crisis. Night Owl? Is it Night Owl? Oh, it might be, it might be Night Owl, yeah. Yes, it's Night Owl. Okay. okay. But yeah, it's like that was, that was another Earth. Yeah, because Watchmen part of is part so, of, of the DC multiverse. So it probably won't be uh, Flashpoint, but it probably will be Infinite Crisis. Well, Flashpoint would make more sense because the lead up to... Well, Flashpoint would have made more sense because it's more recent. The way that the Flashpoint comics went is... Uh, spoilers... Yeah, for anyone Flash, who hasn't, doesn't know. Flash goes back in time, stops his mom from being murdered. That sets off a chain reaction, which basically screws the DC universe. Yes. Because basically the Flash is like the heart. He is... Yeah. Oh, who is the kid in Captain Planet? Oh, Mati? <laughs> yeah, he's Mati. He's, <laughs> he's the heart of the team. And so with... And that's what just happened at the end of Flash season two. <laughs> Sorry, you just made me remember the uh, Don Cheadle's Captain Planet videos. Oh, jeez. You saw those, Was right? that uh, Robot Chicken? No, no, no! This was actual Don Cheadle. Oh as no, Captain I'm thinking Planet. Ted Turner is. Captain yeah, you're Planet. thinking Ted Turner is Captain anyway, Planet. Anyway, back on point is uh, Watch the John Cheadle Captain Planet. It's very fucking funny. We'll put it in the links. So anyway, that is exactly how Flash season two ended. So mm-hmm. that would make more sense that they're leading into Flashpoint. Spoilers for Flash. <laughs> We've already been spoiling. This was also like a month ago at this point. I don't feel that bad. Uh, you're clearly are, not. De- you're not clearly not dedicatedly watching this show and ready for I the third season. I haven't even started. No, no, no not you. I'm oh, just saying oh, you people in general. Me, if you yeah. if you have if it's been a month, you haven't seen the finale, and you're not, and you're like you're not clearly not rearing to go for the third season already. I mean, I still haven't started Daredevil season two. Oh, you are missing out. I know. I I know. I am. To be fair, I also don't watch Game of Thrones, but neither do you. So yes, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah, oh, I watch shit. every episode. Am I the only person in the world that doesn't watch Game of Thrones? You should really watch Game of Thrones. Actually, my, mom, my mom doesn't watch Game of Thrones. You should really watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. Jon Snow can fly. Yeah, Jon Snow can fly. <laughs> that's, that's, what I, that's what the whole series is about, in fact. Of course. He's, he's, he's actually a dragon. I would love to see, like, like it, the whole thing was like a complete joke, and Jon Snow was just like on an adventure to find like happiness, the true meaning of Christmas, or some bullshit like that. And I, I think I brought this up before, but the uh, the bad lip reading for Game of Thrones paints it out to be like uh, a teen comedy about working at a, a medieval uh, Renaissance oh, yeah. fair. Yeah, medieval Renaissance. I do remember that. Oh, that, it's so good. That's another old video too. Yeah, I love that guy's videos. 
All right. Uh, we're two years old. We're going to take a uh, quick break, and you'll hear a wonderful ad from one of our affiliates. And when we come back, we're going to talk a bit about John Boyega and Super Smash Brothers. Hi, this is Tom from Common Geek. DreamHost is a great service to host your website. They have hosted over 1.5 million websites since 1997. We spoke with DreamHost user Emily O'Neill from Lancaster. Her website, thenecrotarium.com, is unique. Basically, it's uh, I sell bones and skulls and all sorts of cleaned animal byproducts. Uh, a lot of people want it for like earrings, necklaces, um, little nichos, and like shadow boxes. While Emily couldn't remember exactly who recommended DreamHost to her, she did remember getting up and running to be very easy. I don't ever recall anything in my setup that was like tedious or problematic or anything. I just it just kind of happened, and I was like, mm, yeah, okay, here's my server, and here's my name, and everything's good, and now I'm going to start uploading pictures of dead animals. DreamHost stays out of your way, so you can focus on doing what you love, even if it stands out. Something Emily can understand. They think that it's really weird and eventually think it's cool. You win them over. Exactly. Win people over to your unusual hobby by going to commongeek.tv slash affiliates and clicking the link for DreamHost to get started. DreamHost, the best web host for selling bones or whatever it is you want to showcase online. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed our wonderful affiliates at DreamHost. And actually, I realized that... I hear they host dreams. (laughs) I realized that I didn't outro that previous section right because we're talking about john boyega and super smash brothers but not john boyega and super smash brothers in the same topic i mean that'd be pretty cool we, that have, would be... we have cloud and super smash brothers can we have uh finn actually well oh not. my god i just oh my god does this mean that could possibly uh finn and poe dameron appear in kingdom hearts 3 yeah is that's a possibility, right? I don't know if they. I feel like they're far enough along. Well, I mean, it the fa- it's the fact that Disney fucking owns them; they can do whatever the hell they want with them. They can. I, mean, I, w- I would. I mean, I mean, um, Will Turner and uh, and Jack Sparrow, Jack Sparrow were in Kingdom Hearts too. Yeah, yeah. Albeit not voiced by their right corresponding not, parts. But yeah. actually, good. now that we say that, I kind of want there to be a disney equivalent of super smash Bros. where they just take all of their characters and put them in like a, a fun fighting game yeah i mean tatsunoko did it i'm just saying they own a lot of characters yeah well i mean they're they're like fighter they're like fighters for like everything really yeah. um basically japan's version of marvel which is called tatsunoko mm-hmm. uh has like kashern uh gotcha man and like a whole bunch of other guys they is made one, it is one punch man there <laughs> no this is way before one punch man that'd be too unfair uh, they made a game on the wii called tatsunoko versus capcom So it was like another, you know, versus fighter, which was really cool. Right. Uh, But the thing we want, the thing that's actually on the docket to talk about for John Boyega is that he was cast in Pacific Rim 2. Now, we were talking a little bit before we started, Adam, and you said you have not seen Pacific Rim. No, I have not seen Pacific Rim. You should really see it. It's not like it's not like a Netflix, because if it's not, it's not on Netflix. I don't know, honestly. Uh, I'll check real quick. But the. I would say it's not like a masterpiece of film that you have to see. Well, see, that was that was my uh, original like thought of this. I'm like, I'm looking at this movie. I'm like, this looks stupid. It's oh, like but it's so giant much robots fighting Godzilla. It's like that so, looks so stupid. It's so much fun. I highly and recommend and I don't know it. why I thought that at the time. There there was some kind of reasoning behind it that, uh, or probably because like all the. All like the uh, the kaiju were basically ripoffs of Godzilla, but apparently Godzilla is a kaiju, or well, kaiju means giant monster. Yeah, I don't uh, know, blah blah blah. To answer your question, it's not currently available on any streaming services. Uh, it is available sucks. to rent on Google Play or YouTube for three dollars. Probably now it's probably not a red box. Not at this point, it's been out too. I I might be able to find it for under ten dollars at Walmart. 
Yeah, I'm just saying. The question is, if you want to buy it or if you want to just watch it once. I mean, if if everyone says like if everyone if it's as good as everyone tells me it is, mm-hmm. then I'm okay with that. Okay, I you well, we're very different people. You know me. I just I'd rather just watch it once. I don't need to own it. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I mean, probably the difference between us is that I'm more likely to consider getting the Marvel Year One box set. Mm-hmm. Also, that sweet case it comes in. Mm-hmm. Is that DVD or Blu-ray? I'd say Blu-ray is my first thought. I would, I would hope You mean so. the one that's like in the Nick Fury case? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a Blu-ray one. I, I would hope so, because... Uh, it's since, expensive. Well, since Blue, Blu-ray uh, became a thing, I want everything to be Blu-ray now. What I do is I buy my Blu-rays and then I rip them to my computer. I mean, you could do that too. Yeah. I'll tell you what, anime on Blu-ray looks awesome. Cool. I have uh, Cowboy Bebop remastered on Blu-ray. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so he got cast in... John Boyega got cast in Pacific Rim 2, and... He, uh, from what I read, he plays the role of uh, Idris Elba's character's son. Well, that's technically a rumor right now. They haven't confirmed rumor? that. Is um, that a rumor just based on the fact of their ethnicities? Not that I'm aware of, <laughs> but I don't think the Hollywood Reporter would have said that if that was the reason. I mean, isn't that the same thing with the new Independence Day movie? That they're assuming the, the black guy is the... Is Will Smith's son? Will Smith's son. Oh, I think it actually I is. I think they Will confirmed Smith's, that yeah, one. Yeah, it's, supposed to, it's Will Smith's character's son. I got across, you know, we, yeah. we should check more into it, but we did say specifically in the article that it's a, the Hollywood Reporter is saying it, yeah. not that it's confirmed. Um, but, but yeah, uh, read, also... Idris Elba's character has the coolest. Yeah, name. I was actually just about to bring that up from like from reading that. That is, uh, what was it? It was uh, Stacker Pentecost. Stacker Pentecost. That is such a rad name. It's just a very strong name. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like this is a character who means business. Yeah. Plus, it's Idris Elba. Yeah. There's never been a time where I didn't love Idris Elba. One thing I'm also wondering is, uh, you know, Finn was a fairly like. There were some serious moments, but for the most part, a fairly, like, upbeat character. Yeah. And Idris Elba as Stacker Pentecost is, like, a very serious character. So in the event that it is supposed to be his son, I wonder if they'll have him do a more serious role, which would be cool. You know, I'd like to see his Possibly. see his, I mean, his acting abilities in another context. I mean, he John Boyega got pretty uh, pretty intense at the end of Force Awakens when right. he fought um, Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that he did, there was no dramatic scenes, but I just felt like the things that I remember the most about him were like the more upbeat stuff. Yeah, like the like with the how he was talking to uh, BB-8. Yes, exactly. An, an iconic scene. Like, yes, I think that was a scene that sold me on both of those characters 100. percent Then. What 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 really sold me on BB-8 was the fact that you can have your own BB-8 that moves around moves around on its own like You're, a Roomba. You are stuck on. I've you've been talking about this ever since I announced that. I, I still want it. I yeah. still think it's awesome and it's adorable and I want it. But yeah, I really want to see Pacific Room too. Uh, it's probably especially with Boyega being added and how much I've really grown to enjoy watching Idris Elba's movies. Um, I'll probably see that one in theaters. And that's like, a, that's like a high rating for me if I'm willing to see it in a theater. Have you ever watched Luther? I watched the first two seasons. I need to watch the third. Pretty good, right? I started watching the third season, but then I got like, distracted by other shows. I think it was Daredevil. Probably. <laughs> I yeah. mean, for, for a time, they wanted Idris, uh, people were uh, saying that Idris Elba should be the next Bond. Oh, yeah, that was going around for a I, while. I would love that. Yeah, there's two people that I've seen. Uh, who was the other person I saw? There was, uh, oh, Gillian Anderson. People were saying that Gillian Anderson should be the Gillian new James Anderson. Bond. Gillian Scully. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I always, Gillian Anderson. What did I say? Gillian, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's pronunciation. Yeah, it's, it's a G, though. It's a G. Yeah, I know. Gillian, Gillian, I can... 
that's I feel like that's fair for me to make that mistake. See, that, that is that is actually one like one of my gripes of pronunciation of Japanese. They don't have a G that sounds like a J in their language. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's always the J sound. It, no, it's always the G sound. Oh, oh. Okay. So you know how we say Jillian? Yeah. When it's pronounced, when it's spelled Gillian, right? In in Japanese, it would just be Gillian all the time. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Sounds simpler. Yeah. If it, nothing it, else. Yeah. <laughs> really is and, uh, and like when they want a j sound they'll fucking put a j sound and they put a letter j in there for you know romanji but that's different moving on to uh why i mentioned super smash brothers so evo 2016 the fighting game championship is going to be occurring in let me see i believe it is sorry jillian July. anderson is as what is girl bond yeah it's girl bond yeah sorry did i did you not catch on to that no no, no I, like I'm they just kind of like see, mulling it over. They want to see Jillian Anderson be a badass secret agent. I love Jillian. Oh, that's aggressive. <laughs> I mean, what? wasn't she in X Files? I guess she wasn't. No, she wasn't really. I don't really consider FBI agents secret agents. Well, I'm saying uh, like MI6 okay. is classified. Yeah, okay. Like, F- like they have badges. You don't have badges when you're in MI6. <laughs> she did kick some ass in uh, X Files. She also was in another Netflix series. Um, oh, I want to say The Strain, but I don't think I'm right. No, that's a different show. Yeah. Um, but the stream popped in my head for some reason. I don't remember. Anyway, you were saying about um, Evo. Evo. Yeah, Evo is coming up in July. So do you know what Evo is, Robert? It's a multi-game fighting champ- game championship. Correct. And one of the most notable events from Evo came from uh, back in 2004. What happened? From the Street Fighter II tournament. Okay. It was the match between uh, two competitors uh, by the names of uh, Justin Wong mm-hmm. and his opponent Daigo. Both very skilled uh, Street Fighter Two players. Like Justin Wong uses he, his style was basically like a defensive style to like, and would always like wait for counterattacks, and he was okay. very good at it. I think it was Daigo was playing Ken, Justin Wong was playing Chun Li, and then Justin Wong goes to use Chun Li's super, which is the the flurry of multi kicks. Okay, Daigo counters every single one with light attacks. He parries every single hit. Mm-hmm. And that that is almost impossible to do because of the because of how fast the kicks are, okay, and how precise because they hit on each level of of like uh, of high, mid range, and low. Hmm. And it was just one of the most amazing scenes to even watch. Like, see if we would put that in the in the show notes then, because it's a, it we can a, find a we can find a link to it. Oh yeah, it's a, it's definitely on YouTube. But yeah, so in terms of what's happening this year, though, the reason that it kind of made the news. Is that they have over two thousand people registered to play Melee or not Melee Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U, uh, the newest is, one, the newest one, which is more than there has been for any Smash Brothers tournament ever. Now, is this the first time they uh, they put Smash in? I, I feel like it. No, this, like is, this is at least because... the second year. Okay, you know, let me pull it up real quick. Evo twenty sixteen, and so two thousand is the most we've ever had. Last year, they had made the previous record, which was nineteen thirty. Oh yeah, well I mean, Smash is a hugely popular. Yeah, well that was these are specifically the numbers just for uh, Smash Wii U. Okay. Yeah, so Smash Melee is at like thirteen hundred, I think, right now. I think that's because I would say that's because uh, people Wii U is starting to pick up in popularity. I even still haven't played the version for the Wii U. Or I have not either. What I was the one? Be- the, what was the one before that? Was that just Smash Brothers Brawl? 4? Brawl. Yeah, it was on the Wii. Yeah, I, I played I, a little bit of that. A little bit of that here too. And I'm probably like my two favorite characters to play in that were uh, Sonic and Wolf. Yeah, Star Wolf. Star Wolf. Such a See, that's the thing. I played Melee a lot 
Oh yeah, Samus was probably too. always my favorite character. To oh, play. you can eat a dick. <laughs> Why? No, Samus is okay. What's wrong with Samus? No, I didn't say anything was wrong with Samus. What's the implication of something being wrong with Samus? Nothing really. I mean, the cheapest characters in Melee were probably uh, well. It, it always comes down to Kirby. You know, like Kirby is always cheap in every iteration that he always is. Well, I'm well, actually one of the most annoying things that you could do with Kirby in a uh, melee is you just suck someone up and then just walk right off the edge and spit them out and just float your little ass back up. <laughs> so much horseshit. Are you gonna be okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I uh, I definitely need to play the new version. And so, but we mentioned this in the article, which I wrote. <laughs> I don't know how else to to say that. I just feel like we should uh, always mention the writers. Ask ah, it. <laughs> And yeah, I don't think you're that important. Ow. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, well, we, I mentioned this in the article that Apex, the seri- the fighting series that's specifically for Smash Brothers that takes place in New Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, they had the the title of like most most players entered back in 2014, and I'm kind of wondering, will they ever take it back? How many did they have back then? Uh, you know what? Let me see if I can pull it up again. It was Apex 2014, if I remember correctly. Also, where is this Evo being held? Evo is taking... It is happening in the Las Vegas Convention Center. Oh, you know what? I think that's where it usually is. Yeah, I, I think I, I remember reading that as well. Uh, Apex 2014. Evo is pretty, like, just one of the coolest things ever, though. Like, I remember I was watching um, the uh, the Let's Players, Two Best Friends Play. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the guys, Wooly... He was at Evo, I think it was 2000 and, I want to say 2010, 2011 maybe, mm-hmm. and it was round one, and his opponent was Daigo in round one, and I'm oh. like, oh, I feel so bad for Wooly. <laughs> he got decimated. Ah, here we go. Uh, it, it was the, Apex had the largest melee at the time. Oh, Let's okay. See. Largest melee in 20, oh, this is 2015, uh, with 1,037 registered entrants. Uh, it was the first melee tournament with over 1,000. I wonder if anyone still plays the, uh, the one on the N64. Uh, oddly enough, it was also, Apex 2015 was the largest uh, Smash Brothers 64 tournament with 188. Awesome! There we 188 go. made them the largest. <laughs> 188. Well, I mean, I wonder how many people in that played Captain Falcon. Or if he was even allowed. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm actually not sure some of the um, some of the uh, the red tape that they have on characters at these tournaments. Yeah, I would have to check more into that myself. I've 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 always wanted to go to one. I've considered going to Apex this year just to just to mm-hmm. check it out. You know, because it's in New Jersey, which isn't yeah, that far, far away. Yeah. Um, but you know, time is a thing. Actually, yeah. if I remember correctly, that is this month. You know, I, I know there are, I know there are red tape on um for for Pokemon tournaments. Yeah. Actually, it's next Friday. Oh, it's next Friday. Yeah, wow. in in New Jersey. I was just, I don't know, for some reason, two thousand seems like a lot, but also a little to be a, well, to be a record holder. Considering that, though, like, uh, think of how big this whole thing is going to be. I mean, because they're probably going to do bracket style. Well, there's, there's going to be four thousand for Street Fighter Five. Yeah, four thousand for Street Fighter Five, and that's actually going to take even longer. Considering if they do like do bracket style and that's probably gonna that's single player matches each right and i guess it would make sense that the a big limiting factor would be physically getting to the location because if this was an online tournament anyone could enter right but oh yeah this is a limitation of who can actually get i there. mean um pokemon they have online uh tournaments 
Oh yeah, most places like have all them. the time. Yeah, they're online tournaments for a lot of things. Just and then, um, but yeah, now I'm thinking about it because like I wonder how they're gonna do um, the Smash tournament because if they're gonna do it one on one, because the new Smash can have up to eight man battles. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're just gonna go uh, four or eight and say whoever comes out moves on, or if it's gonna do one on one. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It definitely can be. It definitely uh, probably will be interesting, and I'm sure we'll see see some coverage on uh, the YouTubes. Yeah, sorry, I was just pulling it up real quick because we had talked about it just a couple minutes ago. Is the Smash Brothers for Wii U was at 1926 last year 1926. at Evo? Uh, Street Fighter was at 2227, but that was Street Fighter Four, Ultimate okay. Street Fighter Four to be specific. And Melee, wow, they were a lot closer last year. They were at 1869. Yeah, people still love Melee. Oh yeah, like I said, Melee I, mean, I, I, still I my do favorite. too. Like. Definitely pretty great. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to take this opportunity to go to another ad break from one of our affiliates. And when we get back, we're going to talk about Adam's least favorite thing, which is Skynet. Yeah. And we'll see you in just a moment. Crunchyroll is a service dedicated to giving you the latest anime from Japan. We talked to Nicole from Vancouver, who's been subscribed for over two years. Here's what they had to say. The quality of everything is always superb. It makes it so I don't have to, like go to the dingy corners of the internet to try and find the things that I want to watch. When it came to getting the latest shows, Nicole was pretty impressed. Honestly, their selection is really good when it comes to newer and more obscure anime. And why is that? Because you have access to nearly all of them from Crunchyroll. And there you have it. Go to commongeek.tv slash affiliates to get your own free two-week trial for Crunchyroll. And we're back again. I hope you enjoyed that wonderful ad from our affiliates at Crunchyroll. What? Oh, no, nothing. No, I just, I was. Are you thinking about Anime Girls now? No, I'm thinking about Crunchyroll. And like, how great it is! Wow, shameless plugs over here. No, I, I, I really love it. Like I do. All right, so Adam, I wrote an article, uh, almost specifically because I wanted to talk with you about it. Yes, pretty much specifically. The... Um, so recently in the news, Google. I don't want to say hot water. They've gotten some press specifically because they came up or had announced that they are working on what they are calling an AI kill switch so that if an AI ever quote goes rogue and gets into the wild or whatever, they can stop or stop it before it goes into the wild. So like this, this AI AI kill switch they proposed, Mm -hmm. like how exactly does it work? I don't know. There was a, there was a research paper. It was like a couple hundred pages. I didn't get a chance to read all of it. Yeah. No, nobody's got time for that. Um, but the, it came back again because, uh, so Google is now under the restructuring owned by Alphabet and Alphabet uh, executive chairman Eric Schmidt was talking at a conference recently. Good old um, Schmitty. Yeah, well, he's been with Google almost. He's been with them like within the first couple of years. He's been he was their CEO the for the longest time. Eric Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was at this conference called Beautiful Minds in Stockholm. And he was kind of people were asking him. You know, Stephen Hawking is is talking about the dangers of AI, and Elon Musk is talking about the dangers of AI. Do you really think there's anything to that? And he said, I quote, In the case of Stephen Hawking, although a brilliant man, he is not a computer scientist. Elon Musk is also a brilliant man, though he too is a physicist and not a computer scientist. Which is when I actually found out. He's not wrong about that. Which is when I found out that, yeah, I I always thought that Elon Musk was just a businessman. Right. He actually is an engineer and and he has a a degree as a physicist. Do you think he, um, there's a card against, Cards Against Humanity card, um, where the, the answer card is, uh, 
something Elon Musk dreamed up while floating in the ether. That sounds about right. And yeah, so I'm like, is like, I wonder if he somehow uses ma- uh, magic of physics to. Well, I mean, Elon uh, Musk his physicist magic to like actually do that. So for you, if you don't know, and if others don't know, so he owns Tesla, the electric car company. He made the fucking Tesla. Yeah, like. and also uh, SpaceX. Yes, SpaceX the. What are they on? Seventh? I think so. It is his dream, apparently, to retire on Mars. It's pretty rad. That's. I mean, they actually did land one. Not on Mars. No, no, no. no, The the, the, the rocket that could land on its own. The landable rocket. Yeah, they did that on a platform in in the sea, too. Yeah. That's like the main test. Yeah, pretty pretty well done. Yeah, so, yeah. And yet, nobody gets a free taco. What? (laughs) Don't you remember all that stuff where, like... Uh, like the capsules coming into re-entry like a few years ago, if it hit like Taco Bell's like projected point, everyone gets a free fucking taco. No, that is some, that is, you don't remember this? Not at all. Man, that's a promotion. Like that's, that's good. This is a real promotion. I believe you. This this happened. I believe you that for once you're not trying to trick me. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah. For once. And so anyway, back to the topic though. So Eric Schmidt kind of dismissed that and went on to basically say like all these ideas that people have where the AI is going to get out and we're going to have to be turning off computers and trying to stop it and it's going to move from computer to computer. This is all movie stuff. It's just yeah. not in the realm of possibility. Uh, uh no. No, it totally is. Uh, <laughs> you're like certain of this? No, I'm absolutely. Is it because you, you've seen movies? It's because I've seen movies and I'm seeing it happen with my laptop right now. I mean, I think he's got a point. At the same time, his argument does come down to it only happens in movies, but, like, cell phones only existed on TV. it only happens in movies because we haven't seen it happen in real life. Right, right, but I'm saying, like, all these ideas of it only happens in movies, like, cell phones only existed in movies. A lot of stuff only started out as, like, fictional ideas that we turned into reality. Yeah, like, um, there's a thing where, like, Back to the Future 2, like, got a lot of shit right. Like, ridiculous 3D sequels. Yeah, but they also got a lot of stuff wrong. Well, I mean, obviously. Yeah, I don't have my fucking hoverboard yet. Are you going to be okay with that? No, I'm still... No, it's not a hoverboard. Do not call it a hoverboard. It's a Segway without the stalk. It's a Segway without the stalk. Yes. And the... Well, actually, they... uh, Lexus did do a hoverboard thing, but it was like a... Uh, it was like a, a high-powered electro electromagnet. Yeah, in a board, but it was on a on, on a set track, right? Which is still cool as shit. Well, I think it could work. Like the track wasn't just a straight line. It was like no, no. They, they actually they set the track up to do like different things, and one part like went through the water, so you could see you saw them like yeah. skating the water. Pretty, it was right. awesome. <laughs> Hoverboards don't work on water. Shut unless up. They got, unless they got power. <laughs> the power. God, that fucking movie's so great. <laughs> it absolutely is. But yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on with AI right now. Uh, we know, you know, back when Google announced they are doing their AI assistant. Uh, did you hear about... Our wonderful AI assistant, Cortana. Oh, God, no, please don't activate no, my computer. Really? Nope. It didn't. Damn it. Did you hear about... All right, this was like uh, two months ago. Okay. Microsoft put out an AI chatbot on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I do remember this. Called Tay. Yep. And it was learned was based... Was that his name? It was, it was, yeah, it was, a girl, it was supposed to be a 16-year-old girl. That's right. Or a teenage yeah. girl. I don't know if 16, I might have just specified for no reason. And uh, the horror of the internet, if I remember yeah. correctly. It worked based on people talking to it. That's how it learned things. Okay. And by the end of the day, it went from being, like, teenage girl with no chill to full-on uh, sex robot Hitler-loving, uh, spewing angry anti-Semitic remarks. Yeah. And they I, shut it down because the internet basically manipulated it into doing this. Yeah, that's that's pretty messed up. I, I think we talked about this a little while ago. Maybe. Maybe. I, I think I might have brought it up. We've at least talked about it, I think, together. I don't yeah. know if we talked about it on the podcast. Uh, I, as hilarious as I do find that, I also find it horrifying. 
that, because that pretty much get that pretty much if we haven't thought about it before that pretty much gives us a gauge of how fucked up the internet really is i mean it's it's specific people trolling it like it depends on if there let's say there was ten thousand people tweeting at at tay and only right. and I mean, if a big enough fraction of those were bad and because i mean frankly in people a who world aren't, of no one trolled then it would there be are fine. there are two people that are interested in talking to this robot People that like science fiction and robots, mm-hmm. and people that are mean. And one of those heavily outweighs the other. It would seem so. And then we also <laughs> had to know about the robot, and yeah. I'm sure that, that kind of thing spread like wildfire through. I mean, if, troll, if they follow Microsoft, then they would be like, boom, hey. Mean people who like... Ro- <laughs> say, then there's the overlap of mean people who like uh, who like AI and, and want to destroy the world. Yeah. Like, uh... Yes, like the Terminator. Like the Terminator. You're determined to always make this about Skynet. Oh, of course, I mean... I don't know, are you really that concerned? Like, are you, like... I'm, I'm. Are you Stephen Hawking levels concerned about like the human extinction of the human race? Uh, not so much the extinction. I, I think, um, because that's what Hawking said. He said it could, if AI began to learn, it would begin to learn as an exponential rate, and it would spell the end of the human race. I think it would, it, it would see the human race as obsolete, but however, it would be like a matrix-like scenario where it would be used as giant potato batteries. I don't know if this was Musk or someone else, but they said, wait, <laughs> never mind, giant potato that, uh, That's what they were. They were potatoes. Yeah, in the Matrix. Uh, but I think it was Musk, and he was talking about how like we could create an AI whose job was to get rid of spam, and its, biggest, and its solution will come down to is that if we get rid of humans, it gets rid of spam email. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the kind of scenario we could end up in. Like, that's when the robot decides. Uh, that's we give good. it, like, an innocuous task. Yeah, and just, like, yeah, no. There was a there was a South Park where um it, this was a Halloween episode like way back in the day. Chef got a new TV and he was trying to figure out how to work it and he hit just the right combinations of buttons to uh a- activate something called HED mode. And he's like, "What is that?" And he activated it and said, "Yes." And it it gets up like on legs, sprouts arms that are Gatling guns, and says, "Human eradication mode activated," and just proceeds to barrel out of his house, shooting at people down the street. So this is what you're afraid of? Yeah, pretty much. My toaster will not. I will not be killed by my toaster. Would you ever get a Roomba? Yeah. <laughs> I know, you're like you're like afraid enough of the glaring hypocrisy. No, I I love the Roomba. I think it's awesome. What about like Google Home or uh, Alexa? See, that's a little, that's different. Okay. That is different. And, and it um, basically goes to, like, the different classifications of AI from, mm-hmm. like... Uh, you don't want AI with a body, I think is what I'm gathering. No, I, I would love Halo AI. Like, No, no, I said AI with a body. Like, AI with a physical... With a physical body? Yeah. No, that no, would... You're fine with hologram. Yeah, hologram yeah. body? Fine. Give me, give me Cortana hologram body, like, all day. Or even any of the other ones, not specifically Cortana. I was say, it sounds creepy when you say Shut that. Shut up. Way. Um, but no, like Halo really goes into this, uh, good version of like smart AI and dumb AI, mm-hmm. whereas like smart AI can, is like Cortana, it can think for itself. Right. And usually, uh, as they described it, thinks itself to death after like seven years. Rampancy. Rampancy. Yeah. Yeah. And whether it's dumb AI, which is, um, uh, it's set to a specific task set to or a specific series tasks. of tasks. Yeah. And it, and it has limitations. Yeah. It so can think so enough in, to, to work those plant, those tasks yeah. out. So in the sense a Roomba would be a, a, a dumb AI mm-hmm. unless it somehow gained sentience and realized the best way to clean the house would be to kill the humans. <laughs> I would like a Roomba. What I'm waiting for is a Roomba that is not a circle, specifically because I would like a Roomba that can get corners. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, 
Yeah. I'm sure there's a reason why we haven't had one yet. Mainly because, you know, when you stub your toe on the on the square room, but it's going to hurt a lot more on that corner. It's true. Angles, man. Rumor. Triangle. You need a triangle. Uh, I, I the also, strongest shape. I also learned one time uh, vicariously through uh, another what happens when your Roomba tries to clean up shit on the floor from, a, from an animal. This sounds terrible. What happened? Um, Please don't give me too much detail. It, it just, it, it's like a, it's like a, a, a beef stroganoff merry-go-round on high. What an image you have painted. Yeah. It's like, it's like the literal version of shit hits the fan. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on and we're going to start wrapping up for the day. You've seen a movie recently that you wanted to talk a little bit about. Oh yeah. Uh, the other week I went to see uh, X-Men Apocalypse. How'd you like it? It was awesome. Really? I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was think it, uh, was it you who told me if you just stop trying to hold them to the yeah, comics? Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you stop trying, if you, if you stop caring about the fact that they're not following the comics, it's a really enjoyable movie. Yeah. I still uh, haven't seen Days of Future Past, so I'll probably well, see. Like that. I said before, Days of Future Past did the one thing that I very much liked, and it raised X Men Three. But um, Oscar Isaac does a great job as uh, as Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Like he is. Like the amount of like charismatic emotional emotionless, and I realize that's kind of an oxymoron, but it, it's what it is. It's like he actually, um, because he is like basically the first mutant. He treats every mutant subsequently as his children. Oh, and it's like it's very empowering. It's super cool. Mm. I know that there was that whole uh, snafu recently where they used the image of him choking Mystique for advertisement. I still think it's a uh, dumb ad. I'm, I get it, 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 it brings very, a sense of of danger, but it also like just it did was a little uncomfortable. It, it is a little uncomfortable, and that's how I felt seeing that scene because that As scene well, you, was I probably mean, the most that was probably the point of the scene. charged scene. That there's the thing in the scene, it works perfectly. Yeah, because that's the feeling it's supposed to get you. But without ad, the, without the context behind it, then it looks right. like he's just straight choking around. Yeah, an ad an like ad should not it. make you uneasy. An ad should make you inquisitive yeah <laughs> why is he choking her out which is probably a feeling that you probably get watching that yeah no um, is, yeah in other movie news though uh travis arment uh, wrote a review for us about warcraft yes and he basically says that uh, we're not gonna have any spoilers obviously but he basically says uh that other critics have been way too harsh on it and that it is a summer blockbuster if you go into that with that mindset, and or if you love Warcraft lore, you will enjoy the film. Yeah, my question is, and and now I bring this back to the the caring about if they follow the the core material, uh-huh. like if the Warcraft movie follows like the the core um, lore that that as far Blizzard as I'm aware, based on what he said, yes. Okay, that's cool. I mean, because Blizzard's great at doing that. Yeah, Blizzard. I mean, even when creating Kung Fu Panda expansion. I uh, I talked about it this with someone recently. Like, Kung Fu Panda. I, mean, come on, it's I it's am, I am more interested in the lore behind StarCraft than I am really in playing StarCraft. D- uh, that's actually how I feel about Overwatch. Yeah. I'm more interested in the characters of Overwatch than I am actually playing Overwatch. That could be a problem for Blizzard. They need to put out more books. It sounds like. Well, absolutely. I mean, they they actually they released a bunch of great. Um, cgi cinematics uh for overwatch the one um the most i saw one about hero i think it was called uh yeah the the samurai no 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 no, no, no. it was like a a guy saving a little girl from uh from a bunch of bandits are you sure that wasn't the samurai or maybe that was i had like a mask on oh that was genji yeah i think that's what was genji um so yeah i i'm definitely gonna go see warcraft i think that's i you know do you want to see it Oh, absolutely! I do want. I absolutely yeah. want to see it. Maybe we'll go together. There was, a, there was another cinematic, the one that I I did see for Overwatch. It was um the sniper girl whose name I can't remember versus Tracer, and yeah, 
it's a really well done like especially like in the story i think cool yeah and i so i think blizzard really built blizzard's good at building worlds for themselves Mm -hmm, like that that is definitely what they're good at i mean they've done it enough that they have a moba that is specifically characters from their other games oh yeah here's the storm yeah Yeah. and then and well i mean how long has world of warcraft been going on like 12 years uh 2004 so yeah just about 12 years yeah so like that i mean think about that like that they've kept not only kept players but also have brought in new players to that to that game yeah I mean, well, that's... They've, they've also lost a bunch over the years, too. Oh, like, yeah, even so. I don't think they're as, I think they've already hit their peak. Not to mention, they even, had, they even had a South Park episode based solely on it. That was a wonderful episode. That was a very wonderful Make Love, episode. Not Warcraft, yeah, if you remember correctly. It was correctly. a hilarious episode. All right. I think we're going to start wrapping up for the day. Uh, if you want to, you can find Common Geek on social media, places like Twitter and Facebook at Common Geek TV. You can also check out our YouTube channel where we've just started posting videos again. That's youtube.com slash Common Geek TV. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook at RC Byler. Adam, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter and Facebook at Adam L. Hefe. You can also sign up for our newsletter at comicgeek.tv slash newsletter where you'll get updates. Uh, so if you don't check the site every day, you can still find out what's going on, episode, episodes of the podcast. Before we uh, completely wrap up, let me ask you a question, Robert. Sure. We did it once before uh, for your birthday, but when do you think we'll uh, do another Minecraft stream? Uh, I would say a good possibility could be next Friday. If we do have another stream, we will be posting it as an event on our Facebook page. So subscribe to our events on the Facebook page and you'll, you'll get updated about that as well. Or cool. the newsletter. Th- that would be a ton of fun. I would uh, love to do that. Me too. Uh, this episode's affiliates were DreamHost and Crunchyroll. Editing for this episode was provided by Nathan Mace. And this episode was produced by Matt Lee, who wrote the wonderful John Boyega article. And of course, as we always like to let you know, You should probably call your mom, but I heard Google's AI is out in the wild now, so it might be too late. It might have called her for you.